1: Hello and welcome to one of my favourite parts of the week where we sit down on the shit show and try and make sense of the shit show that is the world. First of all, Squish, how the hell are you?
2: Lucy, I'm so good. How are you?
1: I'm really good. I'm also just like reeling because everyone has started emailing me and talking to me about the shit show and they call you Squish. Like they say, oh, Lucy, when you and Squish talked about this, or like, I really love listening to you and Squish's sibling banter. And like, just a reminder to everyone, this is brother Nick. Nick, who is sometimes called as Squish. Nick, do you, Squish, do you like it when I send you the emails?
2: I love it. Um, sometimes so called Squ- You've only referred to me on this podcast as Squish for like the past five weeks. So I think that's pretty much my name now.
1: I think, uh, yeah, I think it might be. Me and Nick were just talking um, before we got on mic about how, so Ruby, who you guys know, started Shit You Should Care About with me and Liv, her little brother has just started working with Nick at home in Blenheim and then I work with Ruby, and then me and Nick do this podcast, so it's just this big fucking family affair, isn't it, Nick? Family and friends. I
2: suppose I probably I probably work with Ruby as well, in a way.
1: Well, yeah, you do. When she messages you saying, your microphone was fuzzy, Nick, it's like hurting my head to edit.
2: And I message her saying, all my little things that I want added in.
1: I know, she's actually a legend, eh? Fuck, she's good at this job. Anyway. We love Ruby. We do love Ruby, and she'll be cringing listening to this um, as she edits the podcast. I'm sitting here in, um, as usual, very hot room, but I've got a nice uh, corona that's going down a little too well, and I'm ready to... To get into things, I'm ready, first of all, Nick, to hear about the weirdest thing that you saw on the internet this week.
2: Yeah, so the weirdest thing I saw this week, it's just quick, um, the Coachella Lifetime Pass NFT.
1: Okay. Actually, Nick... I recall you telling me last week, no more NFT chat, but sorry, bruh, it's the way of the future.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, I just, I just saw it on Twitter and had to bring it up. Go off, go off. Coachella is getting into the NFT game by auctioning off 10 lifetime uh, passes, I suppose. I'm not sure if this is just like a way to jump on the NFT train, but they say that it's the only way that they can um, offer tradable passes. Um, through the use of nfts so i don't know it seems like a kind of a cool kind of a useful way to use nfts because usually it's just apes and stuff
0: yeah
1: i was gonna say that's kind of a good idea and having the like limited supply and exclusively like you buy this as an nft it lives on the blockchain we can track who owns it and who's owned it when i mean though like This is just another way for people to buy it up and then get rich off it. Like, it is just another get-rich-quick sort of scheme.
2: Oh, my God. How much are those things going to go for?
1: Yeah, I know. And it's like... Who Who is actually benefiting here? The people that run Coachella. Like, this isn't about the independent artists or decentralising anything. I mean, it's a great idea and it's a really interesting use case. But, like, if we're going back to why this all began, it's not really answering, you know, any of the major questions. But, again, we just watch and we see and we commentate, don't we, Nick?
2: Good for... Uh, I don't know. Who is it good for? I got,
1: Literally. The company. Good for
2: the people that buy them, I guess, and lifetime pass to Coachella. That must be... That's pretty cool. But
1: it will totally, like, that'll be sick, but it will totally just be people buying them. God, I sound like a cynic. People buying them, and then they don't even give a shit about Coachella, and then they sell them off to some diehard fan who's going to get ripped off. Anyway, while we're talking about things that I love, NFTs and such, another thing, person that I love, I hope you can tell the sarcasm in my voice.
2: (laughs) No, no, I thought you were being quite serious there. Oh,
1: God damn. Elon Musk. I was
2: wondering where you were going.
1: (laughs) Elon Musk. Elon Gates. I have said long and hard. Oh, uh, yuck. I have not said anything
2: long and hard. <laughs> long and hard, elongate. What are you trying to get at here? What's I'd your weirdest see, thing? What did you see? Said
1: for a long time that if Elon Musk gets in a scandal, of which he has been in many, they need to call it elongate, like Pizzagate. Elon guy.
2: Anyway. I'm sure you're not the first person. No
1: my fucking god. I literally knew you were gonna say that. I was literally about to say, and Nick's gonna tell me I didn't come up with this, even though in my head I did, and originality doesn't exist, so let me live. Anyway, Elon Musk. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Well Nick, I'd obviously preempted that conversation happening in my
2: head. Yeah, that was a that was a shower conversation, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that was after me and you had talked. I'd gone away ten minutes after and thought of all these good comebacks. <laughs> Um, So, first of all, you were going to talk about this dumb as fuck um, truckers convoy, freedom convoy, whatever they want to talk about in Canada and sort of spreading around the world right now. I don't really want to give airtime or attention to that. and We're not really going to. But Elon Musk did come out and tweet saying like the Canadian trucker's rule or something in um, support of them. Just as a little bit of a... If you've been following that story, that's just a bit of a set the scene on where Elon's head's at right now. But my weirdest story is Elon Musk tries and fails to pay a teenager to stop stalking his location. So basically, this 19-year-old Jack Sweeney built a Twitter bot that tracks Elon Musk's private flights. Um, he, it's, the account's called Elon Jet, and it also tracks, like, billionaires like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates' flights. Anyway, apparently via Twitter DMs, um, Elon asked Jack Sweeney, who started the account, to please take it down. And the teenager said, yes, I can, but it'll cost you a Model 3. Only joking, unless... And then <laughs> <laughs> I think unless. they had some back and forth. And then Sweeney said that he only made about $20 a month. So Elon Musk was like, sweet, I'll buy you I'll buy you out at like five thousand dollars. And um then the teenager was like, no, fifty K please. And then um, Elon Musk ghosted him, apparently. And Elon Jet is still functioning as of like eleven hours ago when I last looked at the account.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look now and see where he is.
1: Oh yeah, go and see where Elon is. Elon Jet.
2: Jet. Bear with, bear with. Um, oh, he's in Brownsville, Texas, so he'll be looking at his new rocket, I guess.
1: Like, it is totally a privacy concern, but also, like, go off this teenager. You know, make, make a quick buck off of Elon Musk. Who's yeah, guy.
2: man, get your money.
1: Yeah, get your bag. Nick... Will you please bring me to our first news story of the week, and just by looking at the headline, this could also be one of the weirdest things maybe you've seen on the internet?
2: Yeah, I was tossing it up, but I decided to go full story with it. Um, okay. So wild pigs are going ham in San Fran. Mm, going ham! Going ham! pig pun! Going Pick ham! Bun. Woo! Thank you. Kicking it off with a good Great pun. Work. So, yes, you heard me right. Feral hogs are going wild in the Bay Area, tearing up lawns, ripping up golf courses, shitting in the water, and most importantly, destroying the vineyards in Napa.
1: Okay, and do you know what happens if pigs shit in the water? Diseases. Diseases, and and a, a thousand eyed fish or a 300 eyed fish, like. No, I just spat. I was that excited about a Simpsons movie reference. Epa! Epa! <laughs> oh my god. For anyone that doesn't get it, Spider Pig did a whole lot of shit. and homer was meant to take it spoiler alert take it to like compo- uh, dispose of it properly and instead he went and got donuts and just chucked all the pig shit in the lake and it was toxic and it made fish and EPA EPA eepa
2: wow that was a hell of a tangent okay. the corona's gone straight to your head
1: <laughs> lucy's on one today Epa anyway um
2: Epa aren't involved um <laughs> yeah. for now at least so yeah for years these Piggies have been causing havoc in the southern states of the US, like causing billions, two point five billion a year in damage to like crops and stuff. Um <laughs> and a couple pigs even took out a military F-16 fighter jet in Florida after oh. hanging out on a runway uh, a couple of years oh ago. Oh my
1: god, low-key dangerous. Yeah,
2: real dangerous. These things are big, like hundreds of Did kilos. You say
1: they've caused billions of dollars worth of damage.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 2.5 billion a year.
1: That is actually thing.
2: That's insane. Um, and they can, like, kill people too. Like, these things are pretty bad.
1: Well, yeah, if they can take down a fighter jet, I'm not surprised they can kill people. Carry
2: on. (laughs) Yeah, the the Russians need to get some pigs. (laughs) Yeah. So now they have reached the northern and western states of the US, with one official saying the clock is ticking on the feral swine bomb, um... Which, it sounds pretty dramatic. Uh, these things aren't native to North America. They are a mix of domestic pigs bought by the European settlers. Um, the gift that keeps on giving, European settlers. And the Russian wild boar, which was introduced for sports hunting in the 1900s. Um, so in addition to like ripping people's backyards to pieces, they are also eating all the acorns for the native wildlife. So, not cool. Aww.
1: What the hell are the squirrels going to do? Is it squirrels that eat acorns?
2: Yeah, yeah, squirrels filling up their little gobs with uh, acorns to store for the winter, all that sort of stuff. Oh,
1: that's so cute. Whoa, oh, my God. Fuck, fuck the pigs. Whole new meaning? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I don't actually mean that, do I? So uh, what are they going to do about the problem?
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like the pepper pig. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so they're trying a few different things. In the East Bay District, they're spending over fifty grand a year on trapping these things, with an average of 50 to 60 pigs a year trapped. However, last year they caught over 200, and dozens have been caught within the last couple of weeks, so they're definitely getting busier. In addition to that, uh, some state legislation was introduced earlier this month, hoping to remove the $25 per pig hunting fee, um, meaning you have free reign to hunt pigs all year round. Um, I don't know you needed to pay money to hunt pigs. like That's not a thing here in New Zealand. So, and it seems pretty weird. Classic California tax. Um, some wildlife experts are suggesting reintroducing jaguars into California to help deal with the issue, which oh. I don't know. To me, seems like fighting fire with fire. Like,
1: yeah, sorry. What's
2: worse, a pig or a jaguar?
1: Giant pig or a jaguar? Fucking. Oh. I mean, it'll be. Stop with the noises. <laughs>
2: Uh, Lucy's becoming a foley artist this week It's her new career Cisco's not doing that well
1: What's a foley artist? It's
2: like the people that make the noises for the movies Like door slamming and claps and all that sort of stuff
1: Oh my god, that's cool mm. Okay, let me do it. Wait, let me do one This is someone walking down um a wooden floor oh, That did not sound I couldn't
2: good. hear anything at all
1: Oh, okay We'll see a fruity cat Oh um, okay so Jags we're introducing Jaguars yeah
2: Jaguars Jags um, and in Lafayette Lucy, you don't spit that this out is funniest,
1: <laughs> this is the funniest episode we've ever it was my favourite we've ever recorded carry on
2: um, and finally in Lafayette County they have Chris Davies on the job who is a licensed trapper who uses corn bait and like a big grunty metal cage with motion detection cameras and auto closing, closing trap doors like something out of a like a Saw horror movie or something Oh. He catches and kills the pigs and then distributes them around the neighbourhood to be turned into chops and sausages.
1: I mean, it's it's uh, making, not lemons out of lemonade, Le- not lemonade out of lemons, it's making pork chops out of pigs. And <laughs> I'm sure we will have some people listening being like, animal cruelty and like... Vegans listening as well who love you, love you all, but what are we supposed to do with all these pigs?
2: That could be a new saying. Like Instead of when life gives you lemons, it's like, when life gives you wild feral pigs, make sausages.
1: no, oh no Nick.
2: I'm, I'm going to try and make that, that. that go. You yeah. can
1: say that in your personal life, but keep it off the shit show Instagram and off of shit you should care about because, like, I know the pigs are bad, and, and maybe it's a decision for everyone. Would you rather have wild feral pigs? Pardon. Would you rather have wild feral pigs or cute little squirrels? And we will leave you to make your decision.
2: Brendan Cummings, the Conservation Director at the Centre for Biological Diversity, um, an organisation that focuses on the protection of wildlife and endangered species, said we are talking about individual living animals that we should treat as ethically as possible. That said... Mr. Cummings, who has spent a career protecting endangered wildlife, once killed a wild pig. The only times he has gone hunting was for wild swine, partly because the pigs were killing the purple amol, an endangered purple flower that grows in central California. I would prefer a California where we had no wild pigs, he said, adding that reintroducing jaguars into California could help reduce wild pig populations. So there we go.
1: Oh my God. Honestly, I can't believe that wild pigs are such a huge issue that I've only just learned about. Like, that is actually some shit we should care about. 2.5
2: 2.5 billion dollars and a fighter jet and a fighter jet
1: an f-16 that's fucking crazy but i think it's time we talk about something like probably equally as important and wordle strange wordle.
0: tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad-free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: Wordle, so I need to start off this story with a humble brag. My first edition of the... Nick's going to say I didn't think this up and I'm just not ready for this.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I thought of it first.
1: Oh, shut the I told you to say that up. Shut up Nick does nothing Nick means nothing Anyway <laughs> In my first edition of the newsletter this year I, I I wrote about words Did I
2: tell you I made up the idea for Siska?
1: Shut the fuck up Oh my god everyone Nick's actually being a gaslighter right now because did you? Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, shush. Let me get through my story. First newsletter of the year, okay. 10th of Jan, talking about Wordle. Love it, love it, love it. Last sentence, I say, my prediction is that the New York Times will either buy Wordle or will see copy, acquire, kill in action and someone will replicate it and chuck in a bunch of ads or charge us to play or make it into an app. Now, I was 100% correct <laughs> not to do my own horn. But the New York Times have purchased Wordle for a small price in the low seven figures. So our favorite little game, which is non-commercial and non-addictive and is just amazing, um, has been purchased by the New York Times. The reason I predicted that the New York Times would buy it is because they have like Games have been quite integral to who they are as a company. Like, they have always had the New York Times crossword, they have the spelling bee, now they've got Wordle. Makes sense. And Josh Wardle, who created Wordle, just said that, like, it started off as this really nice thing, and then, obviously, when that many people are playing it, there's pressure. Like... You remember Nick, how Dad reacted when the word favor was in this spelled F A V O R? Chaos
2: in the group chat.
1: Oh, you are! Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that coming at you from like all people who speak who speak different languages or different dialects of the same language, or like you, you know, it got out of hand. It would have got out of hand. So I do not blame this guy for cashing in. I absolutely do not.
2: Nah, get your bag.
1: Get your bag. I'm. I'm. I'm not too worried i mean we have a subscription to the new york times because i like to pay journalists and i like subscribe that's my favorite thing to pay for really so either way i'll be happy however it is going to stay free in the meantime for existing members and new members and i think it should always because it's such a like i don't know it's such a game that brings people together
2: yeah well what did you think about today's word
1: what was today's word? It was
2: moist.
1: Moist. I got it in three. When I get it in three, I feel like the man.
2: I got it in four. Mm-hmm. I think. Did I've, I get it in four?
1: I've never got it in one. And we've said in my flat that if you get it in one, you drop everything and we all go out for dinner.
2: What if it's in the morning? I do mine first thing in the morning. Like, drop everything and run for dinner at six a.m. Okay,
1: you drop your my food bag plan for the day, ah, right. and you
2: we're all celebrating. Go out
1: for Get it in
2: one. do you use the same word every time to start with
1: no i don't and the issue is i'm a freak and i remember the words that people have told me that they start with and so like this morning i saw that you got two um greens at the end and i knew you always started with yeast and so i started with yeast no i started with a word that ended in st it wasn't yeast because i knew you'd have started with that um And so – and, like, I know that, you know, my flatmate Flo, she starts with similar words, so I'll look at hers. Or she'll have told me the night before, before what she's going to start with. So then when she sends me hers, I already have – like, I can't stop overthinking it.
2: Oh, so you're using deep strats for Wordle.
1: no and I don't want to be, but it's because I write the newsletter first and then to, like, get ready for my work day, I sit and do Wordle. And so – I wish I didn't think so hard about it, but I do. Anyway, Nick, did you see Twitter erupt?
2: Absolutely. I did some pretty wild takes about it all. Like people saying, what the hell? They're going to ruin Wordle. Some people saying, oh my God, Josh, get your bag. It's like, man, just let the man live. Like he created something beautiful.
1: He did create something beautiful. And the world we're living in means you create something beautiful and you sell it. Well, for the most part, I don't want to sell this.
2: I saw a good tweet. It was Wordle is the sourdough of Omicron. Now, if you said that to if you said that to someone like three or four years ago, they would have been like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But it's really true. Wordle is the sourdough of Omicron.
1: That is so so true. I. It's kind of like um the big step ship in the Suez Canal. I love when something unites the world in some really weird way but it's actually not life-threatening. It's my favourite kind of controversy.
2: The wholesome contros. Anyway.
1: We will keep playing Wordle. Nick will hopefully keep posting it. Someone asked me on Shit You Should Care About today, Nick, if we could make a thread where we all just posted our Wordle scores and I thought that might be a good thing for the shit show.
2: Yeah, let's do it. I'll think of something to do there. Yeah,
1: even if you just post your score like on the grid or on the story. Like I thought that'd be cute and it gets people like involved and and it's just fun. Anyway, your next story, Nick, is something that I really want to know about. Um, obviously, it's not financial advice whatever we're about to talk about. When we talk about NFTs, we're not saying go and buy them or don't go and buy them. We don't know. We don't know. And what we're about to talk about next, the stock market, not financial advice, except Nick, why the fuck is my portfolio looking so shocking?
2: <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people think that the stock market is something for the elites and not really that representative of society, but it is something worth paying attention to, even for, like, average old people like me and Luce. Um, plus, it got me my big break on the shit show talking about GameStop, like, a year ago. So
1: Yeah, I, and I think, Nick, that that's actually a really good point, because the reason we're so scared to get into the stock market, and therefore we don't invest, and therefore we get a bit behind is because we perceive it in this way that it's, like, no, you have to have an investment, like, broker, an advisor. You have to be, like, a white dude in a suit that has tons of money and, like, wants to, I don't know, smartly invest it into wacky shit that we've never heard of. But, like, apps like Sharesies and Hatch and stuff have actually, like, sort of democratized it and made young people feel, like, a savings account isn't the only way to get some return on your money.
2: A savings account is actually a really bad way to get returns on your money. Like, it is more important... Not financial advice. Not but, not financial <laughs> advice, but it's probably more yeah. important than ever, like, with inflation at the, at the moment, to be putting your money into something productive. So it's easier than ever with all these apps and stuff to get into investing, and I'd recommend looking into it, um, even if it's just the S&P 500 or yeah. just a few ETFs. But anyway, anyway. The yes. S&P 500 index... Is like generally accepted as the market indicator. It's essentially a collection of the five hundred biggest companies, give or take, on the U.S. stock market, and it's important that you know that as, as sort of the baseline of all the comparisons that I'm going to talk about shortly.
1: Is the S and P five hundred one stock?
2: Um, it's like it's, it's it's called an index, so it's like a collection. Oh, okay. But there are ETFs that track the S and P five hundred, so that's basically and it's basically a fund that has all the pieces of the S&P 500 uh, and it follows it exactly okay so you can
1: And this is actually a nice place uh, to plug. An ETF stands for an exchange-traded fund. Um, And we've actually been working, you probably have seen in the newsletter a few times, and this isn't a paid partnership at all, but um, we've been working with a really great newsletter called For What It's Worth, which once a week, like, fully dumbs down all these stock market terms. And um, if you go through some of my old newsletters, you'll be able to find out I've written a few ads for them because they're fucking cool and they do a really good job and they make it sense. sets anyway Nick carry on with what's happening in the stock market
2: yeah so essentially what people have their knickers in a twist about is that in January the S&P 500 was down 5.3% which is its biggest drop since March 2020 Um, in real terms it looks like a lot of red on my investment tracker and I don't really like the color red
1: yeah all my arrows are looking red and not green so so okay why what is causing this um
2: a few things it's always a few things and thank god otherwise i'd have nothing to talk about so the first thing is the potential for higher interest rates um now if you've ever had a loan or a credit card you'll know what an interest rate is it's like a percentage of your balance that you have to pay back to keep to keep your credit card i guess
1: yeah that you have to pay back on top of the money you're already needing to pay back
2: yeah it's basically like a a fee for borrowing um so this interest rate is the rate that the Federal Reserve sets for banks to loan and borrow off each other. Um, and this rate's really important as it basically influences all of the financial decisions in the country. Um, in this instance, though, it's important because it makes the cost of companies borrowing money from banks higher, which means it makes the cost of business higher, which means businesses aren't as profitable. Ah,
1: uh, okay. And therefore, if business at least profitable, then the price of their shares are going to go down because they're not making as much money. Yeah, it's money.
2: not as it's not as attractive to investors. Nice. Yeah. Um, so the second thing is the pandemic and the supply chain. So we've all had online orders that have taken forever to arrive, or gone to the shop and found that what you want wasn't actually there. For me, that's Cholula hot sauce. I really, really, really want some Cholula, but
1: isn't it? Isn't it? Nowhere
2: in Blenheim. I've looked everywhere.
1: That would be a really good story if you like explained the supply chain through Cholula hot sauce. Anyway, carry on.
2: Okay. Maybe maybe next week. Well, the same is true for companies as well. If you need bits and pieces for a car or a computer or any other product mm. um, and you can't get them, you can't sell your stuff and you can't make money.
1: And again, if your company's not making money, you are not attractive to investors and your exactly. stock price will go down.
2: Exactly, Liz, you're getting it. Um, the last thing is inflation. Uh, this is important right now as well. This is essentially how far your dollar can go. Like, Have you noticed things in the supermarket are getting more expensive, Liz?
1: Yeah, or just like... Over time, they've always gotten more.
2: Yeah, yeah, the they've always been creeping up. But last year in New Zealand, inflation was 6%, which is crazy. It's the highest it's been in 30 years. Like It's a long time. Mm. A lot's changed in 30 years. So that means that um, over our whole economy, um, things in general are 6% more expensive than they were last year. Um, for the stock market, this means that people can't buy as much stuff. And if people can't buy stuff, you can't really sell stuff, and the value of your company decreases again.
1: Oh my God, that makes, so that makes so much sense though because everything that in your day-to-day lives you're spending a little bit more money on, obviously you have less money to go and then spend.
2: Exactly, it's essentially like getting a 6% pay cut.
1: Yes, okay.
2: Um, so I feel like we've covered a lot here, but basically what all this means yeah. is that people are pretty uncertain, which means investors are uncertain and investors don't like being uncertain. The good news is that all stocks and all that sort of stuff is essentially on sale. So if you're considering starting investing, now is like the perfect time. Not financial advice, obviously, but it's a good time to start.
1: No financial advice. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. And you, it doesn't have to be much. It can be like five dollars or like a do- like you know, just to see how things work. Twenty
2: bucks yeah. a week, you know, just like keep chipping um, away.
1: Also, if any brands or organizations or people that give education around investing or just helping young people especially young people actually get into this stuff and you want to work with the shit show you want to work with me and nick or you want to work within the morning newsletter um we do like our whole job is taking things like this reading about it and putting it into words that we all understand so maybe like reach out get into either of our dms and we'll work together
2: I hope it sounded like I knew what I was talking about. I studied this for four years, so I think I've got a little bit of... uh little bit of cred and here, have but...
1: it? It's literally been like, it's just gone one year since GameStop, and we did a phenomenal episode about GameStop, like Nick said earlier, like a year ago, his first... Was that your debut on the pod?
2: I think it probably was. Either that or the Big Stuck book.
1: No, nah, I think it was GameStop first. It was really good. It was fun.
2: Anyway, so if you've got any more questions, like, ask us. Maybe we can answer them on next week's episode. Um, in the meantime, Boz, Boris, BJ...
1: My God, I I actually, Nick, I looked around the office today as I was writing my script for this, and I just said out loud, oh, my God, Boris Johnson's a fuckwit. Like, because <laughs> more partying. The man just can't stop on more the partying. beers. More <laughs> partying. Honestly, he can't. So I've been giving um, updates each week on Boris Johnson and the partying that he's been getting up to during... <laughs> Multiple lockdowns in the UK when everyone else, well, most people who are following the rules and not in stupid truck convoys, have been locked inside doing their bit. Now, I said last week that the police, the Metropolitan Police, were looking into some of his wrongdoings. But before that, um, Sue Gray, who is a public civil servant, has been looking very closely investigating all of this. And... She has released her report. She found 16 events, like 16 parties, 16 events that took place over a dozen days between May of 2020 and April of 2021. They all took place in 10 Downing Street or in the Cabinet Office, except for one which was in the Department of Education. Still not that good.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, is that any better?
1: Yeah. Yeah. 12 of the events um, are now being investigated by the police but like I'm just gonna go through a few of the things that she found one of them was a Prosecco-fueled party she found just like a few extra parties one of them just being this like Prosecco-fueled party in number 10 um, during the really strict post Christmas lockdown Uh, sounds like
2: a bottomless brunch (laughs)
1: literally it does and it sounds like a Boris full brunch. <laughs> Bottomless and Boris full. Anyway, bad, 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 bad. However, she found more parties. She also, so she released a 12 page report, which I read through, and but mostly then went to an article on the BBC, which summed up her findings really well. I'll be with you all. I'm here to work smarter, not harder. Yeah, that's the way I. Am. Yep, smarter, not harder. Yep. Um, and so she found that, like, obviously. The most obvious is that none of this is acceptable during a pandemic. Like, she said that these gatherings are difficult to justify because the public was literally all being required to, like, do the most fucking, and like, we've never been locked down like this before and the public were doing that while while the man or the people were out having parties in number 10. Um, she said that like it was a serious failure to observe the standards of for government that were like expected by the public, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and she obviously said at times there was just much too little thought given to what was happening in the country, the risk to public health, and how the events might look to the public, like having all these parties.
2: Remember, this guy nearly died because of COVID, and he still wasn't taking it seriously. Like, what the fuck oh, do you need to do?
1: Like. This is why, and, and, like, don't get it twisted. Everyone, not everyone, but lots of people are calling for Boris Johnson to actually resign over this shit. And, like, so true, besties. Fucking, the man's out of touch. Anyway, failures of leadership is another thing that Sue Gray found. Obviously, very poor judgement. Failures of leadership, not just by him, but of anyone throwing the parties in any of these areas of government. Um, She just said the events should not have been allowed to take place. They shouldn't have been allowed to develop as they did. There should be easier ways to staff to raise concerns informally, like along the management chain. She also said that this has shown that there is a a drinking culture and excessive consumption of alcohol is not appropriate in a professional workplace at any time. However, like in the government, like during lockdown, uh, I don't know, maybe like lay off a little...
2: Dude, anybody with half a brain knows that's a fucking bad idea. To be having, like, boozy parties in the middle of a pandemic. Like, oh my god, how stupid.
1: Yeah, it's actually so stupid. So Boris Johnson has... Do you remember I said last week that he was, like, quite... Not excited for the police report to come out, but, like, he... He welcomed it. Didn't mind that it was coming out. Yeah, he welcomed it because he was like, well, then the public can see, like, exactly what we did and they'll hopefully be understanding. Well... No, Um, after this was released, he has apologised sort of too little too late. He just said that it was a serious failure to observe the standards that were expected of government. Like, sorry, but you just wouldn't, he just like wasn't, no matter how much you acknowledge it, you were not thinking about the literal millions of people that you put in lockdown and like you were selfish, man, you were selfish. He also just sort of brushed off calls to quit over, they've called this Partygate, Partygate scandal, saying that he's going to reform his office. He's going to reform the way his office is run, and he's insisting that he and his government can be trusted. Uh, bullshit. Sorry, but when? Yep. When? One, when did we ask? Two, when did you show us? Oh,
2: get this guy out of here. Get them all out. Come on, voters. Like
1: Honestly, honestly, get him out of here. So, yeah, that is my... That's my second news story and my Boris update. God, he's a real
2: piece of work. He's not a nice guy. That's what I've got to say about that.
1: But in saying that, I do have a bit of good news for us to end. You actually sent me this and uh, I wrote about it in the newsletter because I thought, like, that has really good pun opportunities and is good news. So Dolce and Gabbana are dropping animal.
2: I love how you're basing like content off pun opportunities. Oh, no,
1: Look, Nick, it's what makes us different. Every other news place is like, what's newsworthy? If it bleeds, it leads. What's the headline? When, where, who, why, how? Yeah, I did study media, everyone. For everyone saying that I just am a fangirl. I study the media, I just don't follow what I learnt. <laughs> I go for puns. <laughs> No, so, so, Dol- what not so to do. Dolce and Gabbana are dropping animal fur for an eco-alternative, and they are for real. Oh. 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 my God, I hate that laugh. Ah, Ruby, cut that out. Um, so in a joint statement with animal rights group Humane Society International, Dolce and Gabbana have announced that they'll be phasing out fur from this year onwards and working with Master Furriers...
2: Not master furries.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted you to say or me to say. Um, no, however, furries are really good at coming at the New Zealand Taxpayer Union, and we do kind of stand.
2: We stand anybody coming at the New Zealand Taxpayer Union. They're just as... B- <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, different story.
1: <laughs> anyway, anyway, so Dalje and Gabbana are going to be working with um, these master furries to create a sustainable... A sustainable faux fur alternative that uses recycled and recyclable materials. Um, if anyone else was interested in this stuff, Gucci actually did this first, oh. Um in 2017. Chanel, Prada, and Burberry have all made similar pledges. And YSL, Alexander McQueen, and Balenciaga, who I think are actually owned by Gucci, are going to do the same by 2022.
2: Oh, well, Lucy, that's good news, but all those puns were really infuriating. Ah!
1: (laughs) Don't you forget (laughs) about me. And for what?
2: All right, that's enough. All these
1: puns, and for what? Lucy,
2: I've run out of puns.
1: (laughs) I've run out of puns too. I think it's time we get to the comment of the week. I don't have one. I'll be honest, except for every single person commenting on the "Do you eat the sticker off the apple?" saying, "No, fuck no. Who the fuck does it?"
2: Oh my god! I was gonna say you'd have to be a <laughs> s- psychopath, like
1: <laughs> psychopath.
2: Can, um, what were the results to that, by the way, Liz? Are they are?
1: Yeah? Oh, like two percent say yes,
2: and they probably picked the wrong button.
1: Yeah. But do you have a comment of the week for me?
2: Yes, of course I've got one. Don't be stupid. Um, on your on your post about the poll about the tennis ball or green or yellow, um, Tyler Wheeler said, green till they're ripe.
1: I <laughs> love that. And actually, just for the record, have you, have you seen them as green or have you seen them as yellow your whole life?
2: Um, I don't know. Kind of like a bit of both. Probably close to yellow, to be honest.
1: See, I've always seen them as green, even though I can... No, I reckon
2: they are green. Can, oh, but the emoji's quite yellow. I don't know, at least. I completely
1: understand people saying um, either yellow with a green undertone or green with a yellow undertone.
2: Okay, no, if I had a Hiver's vest that colour, that'd be a yellow Hiver's vest, so I'm going to go with yellow.
1: Yeah, I've always seen green, and I just can't unsee it. It's kind of like the Yanny and Laurel and the blue and black dress situation. Maybe they can be um, some mundane poles. Anyway. Oh, that's a good one. Now I'm just sort of talking for practice, I think. And actually, speaking of tennis balls, I'm about to go and play tennis with Liv.
2: What's your forehand like?
1: Forehand's really good. Backhand could use some work. And also, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen me play darts, but I just go really hard and hit it really hard with not much thinking.
2: Yeah, yeah. I sort of imagine that. You just smash the shit out of it. And if it ends up on the court, then it does. But
1: So that's, uh, that's how I am at tennis. But, Nick, where can... The angels, the besties, find you.
2: The besties, all the besties. If you're one of my besties, which you are, if you're listening to this, find me on the Shit Show Instagram. Um, whack Shit Show into the Instagram thing. It's a, it's a nice little red logo. It's a man with the TV on his head. Um, where can they, where can they find you, Liz?
1: Um, preferably on the other end of the morning newsletter. Uh, but second to that, I am on Shit You Should Care About. Behind the hilarious content that appears on there. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a rating on Spotify. And please message Nick mostly because he will read the DMs probably a bit more than I will. With any questions, any thoughts, how you're listening, where you're listening, anything for him to share, let us know. We love to hear it. We love it. And keep we emailing me and saying that you listen to me and Squish because it makes me chuckle and I send it to Nick every day. She
2: sends them to me. It makes my work day worth it. I know.
1: Anyway, team, we we'll love you and leave ya. Kakite.
2: See you later.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news ad free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free